Hey, thanks for checking out Deliberate Dating. I'm your host, Aramis, and I'll be chatting at you with new guests. We'll get together and we'll discuss all things dating. I hope you get as much of a kick out of this week's episode as I did. What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, an IPA and some Henny Privilege. Well, look at that. Cheers to you, my friend. We are recording, by the way. Oh, I'm not recording on this. Hold on. I'm already fucking shit up. What are you drinking? I am drinking... I'm drinking um, honey whiskey, Jack Daniels, and and, uh, ginger ale. Cheers, Cheers. So let's get right into it. Yes. Well, first of all, did you just smack your lips? (laughs) No, I I, I did that. I ain't no bird. Yeah, you are. Um, Thank you for joining me. It's been quite some time since I've recorded an episode. I'm going to take it. Um, that you haven't listened to any because you were like, what are we going to talk about? So you clearly have never listened. (laughs) But anyway, thank you for joining me in quarantine, video, Mm -hmm. chatting. All that. So who you is, player? So you know me. I do. Uh, My name is Rob. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Bronx. Boogie down. Hey. I am 31 years old. You're a damn... Oh, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. See? I'm 31. <laughs> um, born and raised in the Bronx. I am married. Mm. been married for 11 years. And it's been a roller coaster. I can't believe it's been that long. It's been that long. I can't believe you're 31. 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little Rob. Um... Okay, so you've been married for 11 years. How did that happen? <laughs> Why did you make that decision at 19? At 19, yeah. literally? Uh, um, well, I met her in college, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, good soul, good person. And I joined the military, and most people know when you join the military, there's some benefits that come with it, mm-hmm. especially being married. So just kind of put two and two together. I thought I can be authentic. And get some money. Yeah. I didn't marry for money, but if you know you're going to marry somebody, why not do it now? And we've been married ever since. So something is going well because it's been 11 years. What's going Mm -hmm. well? Um, She's pure. That's the homie. She's uh, she's somebody that I can definitely build with. I've been building with for a long time. Um, And as we got older growing and learning each other and understanding each other um she's a person that i see in a totally different light than when i was 19 Mm -hmm. and we're both 31 now so Mm -hmm. i mean the journey's been worth it but it's a lot of work that comes with it especially being married in your 20s that prime age where usually people are venturing out and uh you know just finding themselves we happen to find ourselves through each other with each other Mm. I like the way you phrase that. I'm going to come back to that. I want to touch on something that might be a little redundant, but 
you said you knew when you were, you knew like if you were going to spend your life with this person at a young age and there were some benefits to it, then might as well do it sooner rather than later. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. What, how did you know at 19 that that was some, that she was someone you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? Uh, it was a few things. Um, for one, she was just, uh, you know, in college, I was wilding out. And she was different wild, from the girls. Wild. Yeah, I was wild. I was wild. <laughs> so she, she was just different from uh, the women or the girls at the time that I would come across. Mm-hmm. Um, she was into her studies. Um, she just didn't seem promiscuous. Mm-hmm. You know, the type of game that I ran on females didn't work on her. She had a boyfriend at the time, didn't entertain me. Like, just matching her up to the women that I would get. And then when I decided to join uh, the military, you know, I had a lot of family members, close friends. They had a lot of opinions about it. And she was one of the few that was just like, live your life. Mm. So when somebody can just let you be you at that time, it's kind of like, you know, stick around. Like, you know, this, I, can, I can share my life with you. I'm willing to open up to you on that level. And then, you know, went away for nine months, not jail. <laughs> and then, you know, we just kept in contact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, met a family. They seemed like they were, she was cut from a good cloth. And, you know, we, she wrote letters. She kept in touch. The letters were genuine. Um, she came to see me when I graduated. And we just kind of kept it flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got attracted to that. And was able to identify at an early young age. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you know what you want, but to see it at that young age is kind of hard to get that picture. And I saw it. I mm. saw it. So figured I'd ride that way. What do you think she saw in you? Mm. I mean, I look good. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say some dumb shit. <laughs> no, I think she's seen uh, uh, somebody that's poised, ambitious. Um, funny, charismatic, um, confident, um, just somebody who's not afraid to take risks and go after what they want. And I think that those are the type of people most people should want to be around. Like, I think she thinks that I could challenge her um, in ways. Um, and I think she also seen that I'm somebody that, you know, just want to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, good person in general or a good partner? I would say a good person to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it grew into being a good partner. Okay. And so now I'm going to take it back to what you said about growing together. How have you grown in the last 11 years because of your relationship? Hmm. Um, How have I grown? Responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um selflessness, um, learning how to, you know, not just think for yourself, but think for myself, and actually, you know, make decisions, like pay attention to the decisions I make, because it's not really just going to affect me, Um, just putting somebody else in the picture. I would say communication in a bit, you know, being emotional, being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. which is a tough art. Yes, it is. Yeah, and just, you know, just being a stand-up guy and, like, really trying to balance that 
man animalistic side that men have mm-hmm. and you know we all have our flaws but you know she's she just works trying mm-hmm. so you know just the maturity level mm-hmm. of you know being egotistic and stuff like that so i would say that's where i've grown wow okay now what do you think she would say about how i've grown yeah oh i think she would say i've grown a lot in the fact of insecurity Mm. Um, but you know, when you first start, you know, you're young, who are you talking to? You're in the club, you dancing, you, you dancing with. <laughs> you were like that? You know, yeah, I was like that. Really? I was like that. Yeah, I was like that. But I don't think she said I've grown in, in the sense of, you know, maturity, insecurity. Mm. That's a good question. Something for you I to ask her later. Think. Yeah, I'll ask her definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's go back to, I mean, you got married at 19, but I know you were doing some dating before then. Do mm-hmm. you remember the first time you like, were really like, I want to be with this person? Maybe not love, or maybe it was love for you that first time you had those two feelings, but describe your first sort of experience with dating. Uh, the first real, I only had two girlfriends in my entire life mm-hmm. besides Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say, she, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably the first girl that I really liked. Yeah, um, she was from Harlem. She had the, you know, that gritty side, and you know, she didn't take no shit. You know, you kind of want a woman to keep you in check, put you in check, mm-hmm. and you know, she was just down. She cared about me. I cared about her. But we were young, kind of like that Sierra Bow Wow type thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. You know, and that carried on until I went to college. Yeah. Um, since high school, that was like ninth grade until so good, good four or five years. Um. But yeah, that's probably the first one. And what? It, no, that what, is the first one. What was it about that first? Per- like, well, what made you attracted to her at that time? Oh, oh, she was gorgeous, and she like to receive that somebody likes you back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that's a that's a dope feeling. Yes, like, she liked me. Um, I liked that she liked hanging out with me. I liked hanging out with her, and we were young, so we couldn't really like do things how you can do now when you're older. So like, hey, meet me at the park yeah. and let's hang out. You know, it was the the risk we would take in and experiencing. You know, young kids in New York City. Yeah. Um. So that's what it was. It was just a thrill. Right. That's so funny because every time I th- or like not every time, but a lot of the time when I'm describing. You know my single ass. Whenever I'm describing like what I'm looking for in a relationship, which is often, um, I'm like, I just want to like someone and be liked back. And that, what you described is what I have in my head. Like it, that initial feeling of like genuinely liking someone, not liking right. what they can do for you, what they can buy for you, how they can fuck right. you, but like just really liking a person for being who they are. I want, and I want that back in return. So it's that feeling right. that I'm looking for. Do you think that that's possible as an adult? I think it is. I think it's very possible. Yeah. I think it's very possible. I think you really gotta like be friends. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, like you gotta be yourself and then the other person be themselves and y'all meet halfway. And then that's not what it is. Then you just gotta have the, the fortitude to be like, next, <laughs> you can't force that. Like it's yeah. just a connection that happens. Um, and that's hard to find because when you meet somebody for the first time, you know, 
my religion teacher St. Raymond, she always used to say the first three months is the infatuation phase. Mm -hmm. Like you always trying to impress them and you trying to do this, you trying to do that. And then later on, that's when the person starts to really be themselves. But if you can really start that way from the beginning, then it's hard to do because you don't want to fuck up. Right. You don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. She ain't going to like that. But I think if you can really hone in on, on, on those characteristics and those values, yeah. that that creates that that genuineness. Like, I like this person. Mm. Like, you know, I don't like that about him, but I like I like him because well, I like her because they're just themselves. Yeah. Um, you kind of don't want to figure that out later, but that's what happens. You know, people change. Yeah. You start to figure out things as the time goes on. But I think that's the key. So I think it is very possible. So you, we've known one another for, I don't, I can't do the math, but I think yep. our very first class together was in the first grade, is that correct? Babies. Babies. So, yep. and you've, we've been friends over the many years, you know about yep. all of my dating experiences. What yep. advice, yep. as a, as a friend, as like a, a brother, a love of my life. Give me some dating advice. <laughs> Man, just be authentic. Like, don't, just just be authentic. I always say, if it falls in your lap, it's a blessing. If you chase it, it's a sin. Like, just, just be, don't force it. Like, if you got something there and you're trying to make something out of it that you want to like and it ain't there, that's where your problem's going to come. You just got to, What's for you is going to be for you. Like, you know, you're a beautiful woman, you know that. So you just got to meet a beautiful guy to match your energy. And you got to match his as well. And you'll know, like, when that comes. Like, so you, you think I'll be forcing it? Sometimes. Shit. Yeah, no, I know. Sometimes. Yeah, you Sometimes. Told me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking of, I'm going to talk about myself for a little bit because I haven't told you this yet. But I text, I text my ex. I'll say his name, but if that's what I'm talking about. Yes. You know okay. who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and I texted him because I had been dreaming about him nonstop. Like with all, and he texted me, listen, stop rolling your eyes. He texted me a couple of months ago when all of this started happening. I deleted him and blocked him because I was like, this dude is like a typical fuckboy. Like he's hitting me up on some like, I'm your ex and the world is crashing and I'm trying to see if I can still get in. It wasn't on, I, I didn't think it was genuine because he had done things like this previous to that. Um, but then I started dreaming about him like back to back. And then I went for a run three days ago and I saw this guy in the park who looked exactly like him. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take it as a sign. Mm -hmm. I blocked him on the spot and I sent him a text message to see how he and his family were doing and he said that they were all good everyone's fine we text like back and forth he said he's going to send something to my mom because he still had something of mine from our relationship do you think I should have texted him uh yeah if that's what you felt if that's what you felt you, you go with that every time but you still got to keep it in perspective. Like if you thought about it and you calculated the consequences and you knew this was possible, that was possible and you can deal with those. Yeah. yeah. But if you're just being impulsive without thinking about it, then that's when you might want to slow down. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? Nah, that was just a guy in the park. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again. 
and you got your decision that way. But if you did it, you did it for a reason. I mean, yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, you talked about briefly, like, or you mentioned that there were challenges. It's been a roller coaster being married. How, mm-hmm. what has been, and I'm sure you've done plenty of different things to sort of get back on a smooth track in your marriage. But what have been some of the key things for you and your wife for getting back to like a, a solid place? Uh, for one, it's me, it's, it's uh, just growing up as a man. Like take everybody out of the picture, just you growing up as a man. Um, certain things um, that I have now, I didn't have when I was younger. So I tend to get caught up in what would my life be like if I had these things and I was by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start to kind of want to see what that life is like. But sometimes I take a step back and be like, well, that's not what my life is like. Um, this is what my life is now. And I chose this lifestyle. So that's the, that's the balance of how do you, how do you deal with the, the, um, the unknown of manhood mm-hmm. rather than what you have now as a man. Yeah. Um, so, but the key thing with that is just trying to relay those things. And that's been a hard part because when you're with somebody for so long, you kind of can't, not say you can't, but it's difficult to bring those things up without making the, your partner feel like, oh, he's switching up on me. Mm. Like, that's not it. This is just genuine feelings that I'm dealing with. And you just got to find that way to relay those things. Um, especially like, you know, this free will, just coming and going as you please, you know, getting to know other women and hanging out with your friends whenever you want to. Like, you... I'm not gonna say you can't do those things when you marry, but there's a level to it. There's a way to do it. And when you gotta figure those things out, um, sometimes they may not be comfortable for me. And you kind of go against the grain and you find yourself, you know, rebelling. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not gonna do this, so I'm gonna do that. And that's that's been the, one of the toughest parts for me because my life is totally different than I would ever imagine from 19 to 31. Yeah. So you actually reminded me of one of my current situations. You know, I'm doing an online dating thing. I'm on Tinder again. Um, my therapist Ooh. actually challenged me to do it for longer. I usually, I'm on like the apps for like a day to four. And I'm like, all right, I'm done. I can't. I have like such a love-hate relationship with the dating apps. But I'm challenging myself to do it for longer. I'm doing it for a month, which is coming to an end next week. And I'll see how I feel mm-hmm. about whether or not I'm going to keep it. Anyway. I am chatting with a guy who I think is so cute. Anyway, I find him very pleasing to look at. Um, mm-hmm. I really need to, I don't know if actually, what you, what are you doing? I don't know if I actually have a type. I'm sure I do. I need to think about that and like jot it down because I know that if you looked at my track record and you line up everyone that I've dated, None of them look, yes, rainbow and none of them look the same. My friends would disagree and say, I like skinny short men. Okay. Um, I don't think that that's, that's, there's some dudes in there that are like six, two, six, four. So, you know, but anyway, the point is he is in an ethically non-monogamous marriage. His wife 
that he and his wife have agreed to have an open relationship, open marriage. They've been open for most of their time together. They got married after having an open marriage. And I'm basically someone he's chatting with. His wife is also on the app. She's looking for people to chat with as well. Okay. What were your thoughts on monogamy at 19? And what are your thoughts now? Are they the same? And what are your thoughts in general? Monogamy is possible. I believe that. Like I said earlier, you have to have that connection. It's a connection that you feel that you can be true to someone without manipulation. Mm -hmm. That's where monogamy comes from. Very rare. Um, not rare in the fact of somebody's going to do something outside of this situation, but rare as in the emotional, the feelings that that person has. Because monogamous is not just the action. It's a, it's a mental thing. Mm -hmm. um, you can cheat on somebody with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So at 19, um, I believe until this day, like I believe that this is who I'm going to be with no matter what. Do those thoughts pop into my head? Yes of, hey, these thoughts are wrong. I shouldn't have these thoughts for being in this situation. Mm. Um, but monogamy now is kind of, for me, it's, it's still possible. It's just dealing with the everyday struggles of being a man and building with your partner, if that makes sense. Wait, what is that? What do you mean? How like, do, what are the everyday struggles of being a man? Because like, like I said, I miss my 20s. So yeah. sometimes, you know, when I'm away, I'm alone, I might see a woman and a lot of curiosities build up. Like, oh, I wonder how, I wonder how, you know, she is in bed. I wonder how her conversation is. I wonder what type of person she is. You think about those things. Yeah. So to me, that's like unmonogamous, right? So if you can channel that, I feel like you're still a faithful guy as long as you're not doing the physical aspect and giving time or money. Right, right you know, to the next person. Do, um, do you have ahead. conversations or have you ever, and in the 11 years that you've been together, have you had conversations about monogamy or opening up your relationship? And just like, like in general, like what that feels like for the two of you as individuals, like if that's mm -hmm. something that you would do, um, like, have you had conversations about that? That's my something question. that we would do as far as like having open relationships. Like, do you know her thoughts on monogamy versus a, a non-monogamous relationship or open relationship? I mean, she, uh, my wife is pretty straightforward. Like, she's, I don't see her as a person that, like, for the things she tells me, like, hey, I want to be with you. This is the angle that I'm going. It seems pretty solid. Like, I've been with other women where, you know, they say, oh, I like you, I want to be with you, but you still feel like they just saying it, mm -hmm. to say it. Like, I don't, I don't feel that way about her. Like, she's pretty in tune with the direction she wants to go. She wants to be with me. And this is, this is that. I feel like it's more so on my side that's having, you know, the yeah. left and the right pulls, right? Mm -hmm. um, but we talked about it, and there's been a few times, not a few times, once or twice where I had the conversation with her, like, hey, Maybe I need some time to figure this out because I don't want to be figuring it out in the marriage and fuck it up. Yeah. Um, but once you lay that on the table and you have, we had that conversation, it's like, okay, the conversation helped me dial it back to what really matters in my life. Yeah. And that's what kind of keeps me, you know, 
fighting the steady fight of, you know, just trying to deal with those battles, be the good husband and, you know, keep it pushing. But like I said, it ain't easy. You got to mm-hmm. have those conversations. But if I didn't have that conversation, I probably would have been, got caught up doing something, probably been in a situation I ain't supposed to be in. But that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know when I was like, definitely a few years ago, I'd be like, nope, like not for me. Open relationship is not for me. I can't do that. And now I've been feeling like recent, in the recent years, I'm just like, okay, maybe I can open my, I can see myself opening my marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Before I would be like, I don't know if I can like, start out the gate into my relationship being like we're just going to see other people I, I feel like in my head or I imagine it as myself needing to establish that connection between the two of us first and then tiptoeing into exploration um, mm-hmm. and then I just figure like oh after we're married because I'm like I'm sure we're going to get bored with one another and we might want to find some things to do have you, have you, and, and outside of like seeing other people, like that's not what I'm talking about here, just in right. general boredom. Have you experienced any sort of thing like yeah, that? Yeah, it, 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 you know, the longer you're with somebody, you know, things become uh, monotonous. Mm. Um, they become, you know, you get complacent a little bit. It happens, you know, sex changes, conversation changes, you both work in, you know, you kind of, sometimes you miss each other and this and that. But on the aspect of, I kind of think opposite of what you said of, let me get the bond first and then tiptoe into that. I feel like that that friendship level that I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the opportunity to do those things. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to tie in to somebody until we actually both lived, you know, what we want to live. So that way, when you get that bond, you know, at least the person can see the situation you're in and understand the situation you're in and vice mm. versa mm-hmm. instead of, Hey, wait, this is the person I met. And then you're trying to tiptoe later. It looks weird. It looks gotcha. to me, at least it'll look, it'll look yeah, yeah. like, wait, what are you talking about? Am I not doing enough? And I'm not doing something that you like, but if you establish that in the beginning, you know, the type of guy I am, you know, the type of woman I am, then it'd be easier to have those conversations for one and actually easier to accept one another for who they really are. Yeah, that's a perspective I definitely did not consider. Um, So thanks for that. That makes me think of the couple that has asked me to engage in a sexual relationship with them. Um, Yeah, and they've they've sort of progressed. First of all, they was feeling your girl from mad early on, like when they. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Like when they was just, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, they was trying to smash. Then they got engaged, trying to smash. Then they got married. And now they like just sent me pictures of them, their maternity photos, like they're having a baby. So it's been nice to see that that is possible to like enjoy your relationship in that way. But for me, it's always just been like, no. But I I also understand those, I'm bringing in insecurities and thoughts about sharing partners from past experiences so it's just been nice to see and then i think that's another part of the reason why i'm engaging with this dude who i know is married and before i'd be like no i'm not doing with no married man but i'm like his wife knows i actually have dated married men but that's because they were lying to me about being married um so you know it's been done why not do it in a more honest uh way and also me in quarantine so it ain't like i'm gonna see the dude anytime soon 
So, so why is it like, so what makes the situation different from the two that was trying to get with you that I guess they both knew what type of person they were and still were trying to get you rather than the situation you're in now where it doesn't sound like it's the same situation, but. Right. Wait, would you ask me why I didn't do it? Why are you not? Why are you so, why are you going this route with the new guy that's married and not the first one? Well, the first one, I didn't want to do that with them because mm-hmm. they're close friends of a, of a close friend. Okay. So I felt like it was a little too close to home. Okay. And then with the, this guy, I honestly was just like, I am, I'm, we're on lockdown. So it was more like, a, I'm going to have fun. I want to try to explore this as much as I can mm-hmm. by a text communication or a phone call or FaceTime or something like that, because I don't feel like there's any pressure. So it's something for me to sort of like check out that's new mm-hmm. for me and see if it's something, if I want to take it someplace, if the world open backs up. But you know, once they let us take these face masks off, like shit going to get real, right? Yeah. Shit going to get real. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm also tiptoeing into that. Like, I'm not, I'm not jumping back in the streets when they say we can go back in the streets. Mm-hmm. Until they open up them golf courses, it ain't safe. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. All right. I feel like that's a good place to pause from all this chatter. I want to play a little mm-hmm. game with you. I need to, um, we're going to play a little sex, marry, kill. I censor it, although we've been cursing already. But the game's called fuck, marry, kill. But I like to call it sex, marry, kill. Because that's the version I play with my mom. We play sex, marry, kill. With your mom. With my mom. Um, I'm getting rid of the guys, although I'd be very curious to know what sort of men you find attractive. Nah, we can. We'll talk about that off air. Um... So basically, I'm going to pull out three cards with women's names on them, celebrities or, uh, yeah, celebrities, basically, or public mm-hmm. figures. And there's a lot of guys in here. And um, <gasps> so I just pulled out Jesse Williams' card. You know who Jesse Williams is? I don't even know who that is. Let me Google him and pull him up on my phone for you, because you should know who he is. Because you don't even know who he is. You got to Google him. Googling him for you. Oh. And because I know you don't watch the show he's in. I probably do just know his name. I'm not good with actors' names. You know Grey's Anatomy? Yes, I do know Grey's Anatomy. So he's the little biracial joint. Oh, no, you lost me. You see what I mean? Jesse Williams. Jesse Owens. Oh. Williams. (laughs) Oh, he's so cute. That's a little Richard, man. Rest in peace. I know. Oh, okay. I know that guy. So, this fine gentleman right here, who dates women who I appreciate because they look like regular down-to-earth women. Like, they got body, they're not models. He did do that after he got divorced. But anyway, I matched with his little brother on Tinder. Mm -hmm. And I was going to swipe left originally, which means I was going to say no to him. But then I was looking through and I was like, he kind of looks like Jesse Williams, though. And then I looked at his Instagram that was attached to his profile, and he is Jesse Williams' little brother. And then I was hyped. Sent him two messages. He never wrote me back. So I 
deleted him. I unmatched no him bag. because my feelings were hurt. No bag for you. No bag for me, but he thought I was cute enough to swipe right on. Oh. Right, but okay. I didn't look like how I look right now. I ain't even gonna say. <laughs> Tell me what you called but, me earlier. You know, what you called me earlier? Goof. <laughs> That's so messed up, but so accurate. Okay. Big bad wolf. Shut up. Um, all right, let's do it. Remember, sex, marry, kill. You can only, you have to choose one for one. So if you get one woman's name, you have to say which of the three you do. Okay. And there's no like tapping out. There's no doubling down on one person. Okay. Nah, let's get it. Your first set, Rihanna, Gabrielle Union, Ciara. Oh, Rihanna, Mary. Hands down. I don't find Gabrielle Union attractive. Ciara's too tall. Rihanna got the bag. Hands okay, down. Okay, she's getting married, but what you doing with Ciara and Gabrielle? You marrying? I mean, you, oh. you sexing and killing. Oh, I'm 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 sexing Ciara. I'm killing uh D Wade's wife. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, this ain't I don't gonna know why people find her attractive. You don't know why. Why don't you? Nah, what do you find? Describe to me what you find attractive. Uh, and you better describe your wife. <laughs> like she, well, Gabrielle Union is just not. She reminds me of like a Barbie doll, like, mm. like just flat, not body wise, but just there. Like, got you. You get you get what you see. Got you. Okay. Beyonce, Halle Berry, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. okay, Beyonce, Halle Berry, Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna marry Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sex Jennifer Lopez. I'm gonna kill Halle Berry. That surprises me. Why? Cause she older than you? Nah, I mean, they're, they're all older than you. Nah, <laughs> why are you killing Halle Berry? The, I'm killing Halle Berry just because she's the least of the three, obviously. But Beyonce, she's, what? Is, she's like the least on my list in comparison to those three. Okay, got it. Um, for one, but Beyonce is just she she got the full package. Mm. She got the she got the grind, she got the look, everything. But J Lo is just exotic, so you a bird. Gotta tap that. J Lo is not exotic. She from she a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. Hey, she's exotic. Like she's yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. I'm switching things up here. Kerry Washington. You know who that is? Mary. Mary. I don't care Let who you got on. Let me get through the rest of the list. Marrying her. Hands down. Facial expressions and all. You like those? <laughs> I love Kerry Washington. I love her. You love her? Her well? and Zoe. I love her. Her and Zoe Saldana. Those are my two. Oh, I thought you were going to say Zoe Kravitz. No. But Kerry, Mary. Next. Julia Roberts. Kill. <laughs> Mariah Ew. Carey. Fuck. What was it? Sex or yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. Hit the high notes. Oh. <laughs> You're a mess. Okay, let's let's go up a notch. Let's take this up a bit. Oprah. Viola Davis. And <laughs> <Goldberg>. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna marry Oprah for that bag. Uh, Viola Davis and Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) 
Oh, let's see. Viola Davis or Whoopi? I'm a sex Viola Davis. I'm a mm. kill Whoopi. You gonna kill Whoopi? I'm a kill Whoopi. Damn, a legend. Rest, rest in peace. <laughs> okay, Madonna. Okay. Ellen DeGeneres. Let me Google her. She she's the. Oh, Ellen, Ellen, like yeah. the show, Ellen. Yeah. Okay. Meryl Streep. Who's that? Google her. She's a she's a wonderful actress. Meryl she's Streep. An amazing actress. Yeah. Oh, I think I know who this is. Her picture just popped up. Let me get a closer look. So it's Madonna, mm-hmm. Ellen, mm-hmm. and Meryl this... Streep. No bunny. Okay, give me one second. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm going to marry Madonna mm-hmm. with a prenup. <laughs> uh, Ellen, I'm going to... No, let me flip it. I'm going to marry Ellen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sex Madonna. I'm going to kill Meryl. Why are you marrying Ellen? She seems like the most down-to-earth person that I can, like, vibe with. Like, she ain't the most attractive, but her character, if she wasn't gay, I'm sexing Madonna. And you're killing Meryl. Yeah. Just knocking off the legend. You're knocking off the legends. No, I mean, your choice is your choice. I would, I would actually agree with that. <laughs> um, Sandra Bullock. Okay. Adele. You can pick whichever version of her you want. <laughs> I heard she got a new version. You haven't seen it? I seen she look a little slim, maybe. I think I seen it. A little, a lot slimmer, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even recognize her, but okay, yeah. Adele. And Michelle Obama. Oh, Mary and Michelle, hands down. First lady. Shout yeah. out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so who am I sexing? I'm sexing Sandra Bullock and I'm killing uh what was the Adele. last one? Adele. Yeah, she gotta go. I'm with that hundred percent. I love me some Sandra Bullock. I am definitely you seen her documentary? Not yet. It's on my list. Me I'm either. watching it. I have to watch it. Okay, this is the final round. All right. I'm listening. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Okay. Kim Kardashian <laughs> and Cardi B. Oh, okay. Repeat the names again. Ariana Grande. Okay. Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And Cardi B. I'm a marry Cardi. Okay. I'm a sex Kim, and I'm a kill Ariana Grande. <laughs> Why are you marry? Shout out to Cardi? the Bronx. Uh, Shout out to the Bronx. She, she's exactly. just uh, she's she's Shout she's down to, to earth. Bronx. She's raw. She's gritty. She's she's regular. Like I mean, she's she's with the shits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a sex and care, uh, Kim just because she's right. not skinny like the other girl. Okie dokie. So speaking of shouting out the Bronx, you've lived in a number of places. 80 side. What? 80 side. Shout out to 180 and Bathgate. <laughs> you already know. Ron Spurt. Um, you've lived in a number of places. You've seen and interacted with women all over the world. Hold on. Let's not You're, say it like that. I, you, I said you've seen and interact. That could be like, oh, thank you for giving me my change back, Mrs. Cashier. Got interacted, you. seen and interacted. 
um, how would you describe the thing that makes Bronx women stand out amongst all these other women that you've met in your life? Off and feel free to describe me, you know. Nah, off rip, they just have, if you can make it in the Bronx, you can make it anywhere. They just have that, that tenacity that I feel like people in the, yeah, we get lost in our ways, but people, you find your identity in the Bronx. Like you don't, it's just something about the Bronx. It's just, I like down to earth. I like the struggle. I like the culture. Just, you can look somebody in their eyes and I can see them for who they are. Like, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Yeah. It's just dope. Not to say I've met, dated a lot of people from the Bronx, but just the women in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm that's talking about. the type of women that attracts me. Like somebody is your that mom has a from story. the Bronx? Like originally? Yeah, born and raised. Yeah, born yeah. and raised. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine too. Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. That's Thank you, Rob. Fresh kids, fresh white, tall teeth, fresh NFL hair.